I got a notification that said Joe Rosensteel or Joseph Rosensteel has sent you a moji, M-O-J-I, and I was instantly offended. <laughs> well, that's because Skype has that effect on literally everyone. <laughs> I'm constantly offended by Skype. I just mm-hmm. this morning had to reinstall Skype because... Um, I had old Skype installed and then one day I opened this was so I got updated to new bad Skype and I didn't want to use it and I found out that you can still well I don't know if you still still can but at the time you could download um, Skype the old version and install it and use it and so for a while I had old Skype running and everything was great again and then it suddenly just updated on its own, even though I have uh, I, I don't have it to always update on its own. And then this morning I reinstalled old Skype and uh, I'm back. I'm back to old Skype and I hope that it stays that way. Yeah, well, it was I think literally the last time we recorded in the middle of. It. I edited it out for everybody at home, but uh, in the middle of it, uh, we we couldn't hear each other, and well, I couldn't hear you, and then we reconnected after you restarted Skype, and uh, you had the new version installed again. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that that's literally like I think that it was like you know what's not important this call you're having right now. You know what is important installing new Skype on your computer in the middle of the call that you're having right now. And yeah. so I think that may have been why uh, the the call ended up messing up. I I, I hate new Skype. I hate it so much. New it, Skype is the worst. It's think, so bad. I think it's designed by the LinkedIn people or something, because I opened it this morning, <laughs> and there's a notification in the notifications tab um, that I, I, I had a little red badge was there. So I click on that, and I'm like, oh, no, maybe I missed the call from, from Micah already. And no, it is... Joseph, your friend Seth Worley has a new profile picture. Send Seth, a, send no. Seth Worley a message. No friggin' way. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is definitely the same sort of LinkedIn vibe. It's like congratulate them on your on their work anniversary uh, is probably the next thing they're going to send me. Uh, I I it makes me so angry whenever I see these things that are meant to drive up engagement uh, with a platform. That word, I'm already annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, one thing that would drive up my engagement is if you didn't you didn't monkey around with all this stuff and make it bad. Um, that that would be something. Uh, but instead, we, you just make it worse. There are several things that could drive up my engagement, but <laughs> this uh, notification nonsense is not one of them. No, it is especially bad. Um, uh, oh, speaking of LinkedIn and audio, uh, remember last week when LinkedIn announced uh, w- without any self-awareness whatsoever <laughs> that they would be adding <laughs> voicemail to LinkedIn as a service? Oh, I do remember that because you uh, keyed me in on the fact that they were adding voicemail as a certain, what is that? V-A-A-S, right? Voicemail (laughs) as, yeah, V-A-A-S. Yeah, (laughs) V-Moss. There you go, V-Moss. Yeah, this is just, so Joe, you sent me this and um, I, of course, had my regular ridiculous reaction to it, Um, but you were like, I thought that you'd be into it because you like to send audio clips to people, which is true. I get a little lazy about writing out. I tend to when I'm when I'm 
talking to people in person or over the phone or over the internet or through text messages, I tend to be a little long winded at times, um, especially if it's something that, that I feel is like important or needs my full attention. And so when that happens, sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I really don't want to write this like Shakespearean monologue. Um, so let me just go ahead and record some audio. And so I'll send like little voice memo clips to people which is just kind of bad of me because then like it's me assuming that the other person wants to take time out of their day to like either put in headphones or or listen with other people around or whatever um it's much easier to read text and i understand that anyway point is sometimes i do that uh because i'm lazy and so yes in that sense this voicemail feature seems like a good idea However, it's LinkedIn, and therefore it is the worst idea that they could possibly have. I would, I want, I almost want to like ironically use it uh, exclusively with someone just because I think it would be hilarious and sort of like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? An art uh mm. installation or something like a performance art piece it's like yes for all of 2019 i exclusively spoke with my mom over linkedin voicemail and then i publish it and then i get into the moma or something uh, um but yeah it's it's silly i think i think you most likely just get into having a buzzfeed article but uh yeah i what's the difference <laughs> um ooh critique on modern art what up <laughs> Sure, that's the way you could take that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I disapprove uh, because LinkedIn, um, a, a, a thing like this for LinkedIn uh, is just there because they know that it will enable the annoying people to be more annoying, mm -hmm. and that drives up engagement of everybody else because it will enable people to reach out and leave a voicemail. Uh, when they could reach out and leave a message. And right now, when people reach out and leave a message, it's never for anything that I need to know about or is any good or uh, anything along those lines whatsoever. It's just a way to get them to send me something to make me go onto the platform so that I can count as an active user for the month, uh, which is weird because Microsoft owns this platform. So what do they care? I thought the whole benefit of Microsoft buying uh, LinkedIn would be that uh, they just would uh, fund it. Sort of just let it, yeah, just let yeah. it exist. Yeah, and uh, use it uh, to combat uh, the incursion of Slack in their space and just have uh, it, it, it is it maybe be more of something of a collaboration tool for businesses and uh, uh, more business oriented. But instead, it's just as gunky and weird as it's always been. So it's, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's especially strange. Well, I think maybe, I mean, possibly, possibly you've got the wrong idea um, on what they hope to gain from the service. Like, maybe there is some, some sort of something that they're either working on or that they like have in mind that we don't see. Or I get like, I don't know, like, yes, engagement makes sense that that would be the, the motivation behind it. But at the same time, I don't know why that like whenever you think about sort of a business linking to business type platform, the I never would think of voicemail or or sort of voice interaction as like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H or I and the options like that's so far down the list. So to me, 
it would be almost silly for them to to think that this is the thing that would be driving up engagement. So it makes me wonder if there's not some other motivation behind this and like another reason why uh, why they've decided to do it. I don't know what that is. And perhaps you are right. Maybe it is just to try to bring up active users and, and be able to claim, yes, in uh, in June, we had 60,000 voicemails sent per day or something. But I don't know. I just think that that is not that that doesn't seem like the motivation or it doesn't see, it doesn't make sense to me to be the motivation. But I could be wrong. You could be right. We're both just uh, guessing. Yeah, because whatever it is, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it, there is no universe in which somebody's like, oh, yes, the voicemail just what I always wanted. But uh, <laughs> the uh, moving on from that, speaking of, oh, yes, yeah, just what I always wanted. Uh, we should we should probably briefly address the collapsing uh, movie pass. The dying star that is movie pass. No, uh, it's not even a star. The dying the dying meteor, the dying comet, the dying asteroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It, it, well, it's the it's the meteor that was very bright in the sky, and everybody thought it was a star, a shooting star. There you go. Yeah, and then they realized, nope, it's just a rock. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson said, no, that's just a comet. And then you said, oh, I'm sad now. And then the comet disappeared and dissipated into space. Mm -hmm. And, well, not before borrowing $5 million from uh, Mercury and, uh, like, struggling through the Kuiper Belt, continuing to uh, be shut down. I, I don't know. I'm trying to continue with the metaphor, but it's not working. Um, yeah, Movie Pass, Movie Pass. I'm so glad I never subscribed to this service. That is a portmanteau of a word I can't say on the show and service. Um, Movie Pass. They, I think it was was it just last week? Um, they were down. The company was down. The app was down. People couldn't get tickets to any of the films. And their Twitter presence was telling people that they were down because of technical difficulties. And it turned out they were down because they ran the frick out of money. And they had to borrow $5 million, $5 million just to keep things going. Um, and then the literally TechCrunch about 18 hours ago had a an article out. Movie passes down again. Um this was after they announced that they were no longer going to be issuing tickets for like super popular movies. And I started to see a mass exodus on uh, Twitter of people leaving movie pass for other uh, subscription services for movie tickets. I don't know about you, Joe, but I feel like after movie pass did not do what I needed it to do. I think I would not try to get a different service. I think I'd just do tickets the old way, but that's just me. Uh, well, I see them so infrequently that um, uh, it doesn't doesn't really. Uh, there is no subscription service that I oh, think would them make... being movies. Sorry, I was like, what yeah. do you see? So yeah, same, same. <laughs> I exactly. see the executive uh, and CFO of MoviePass so infrequently <laughs> that no. <laughs> could you imagine that would be a weird subscription service? But uh, <laughs> yeah, the the uh, which is what MoviePass might end up being if it doesn't close down uh, as fast as possible. But uh, the. 
the the thing here is that there are there the, there was the launch of AMC, uh, which is a, an enormous chain of movie theaters, uh, with a lot of money and an enormous presence, and they had been very combative with MoviePass, so they had not uh, wanted to work with them on literally anything on any level, uh, but the. Uh, the launch of the the movie pass thing uh sorry the launch of the AMC version of this um which lets you uh see a certain number of movies for a fee uh is a much more appealing option uh in terms of the limitations that it has compared to the current limitations of movie pass uh mostly the limitation that you can't currently purchase tickets i think but uh the the uh, the other the other thing is they seem to have a long-term business plan so while it costs slightly mo- more than the subscription service that movie pass is offering uh it doesn't appear that amc will run out of money uh from <laughs> this plan uh which is a problem that i had with movie pass from the get-go uh i i've I have been uh some might say negative uh but i, I i've tried you? to be realistic nah. I've been tried to be tried to be realistic since the launch of uh, MoviePass because it wasn't viable at what they were charging. So they were going to do something, and there was a, a brief scandal where it appeared that uh, they would be selling user data. Uh, at least that was the CEO's argument in front of a bunch of people inside of a marketing conference, uh, where he used his mouth words in a way that could be recorded and reported on, which uh, is not what he needed to do uh, i really think he needs some sort of a medal for being such a bonehead but uh can we rename our podcast mouth words <laughs> i guess but we just did the branding over again last month uh, True. Uh, but, but uh so the mouth words that he used uh got him in trouble with that and they had to go through a lot of apology stuff and be like no we are not tracking uh where you're going with location stuff we're not we don't know where you are or anything like that uh but at the same time he's voiced that you know, we want to be part of the uh, experience that you have when you go out to see movies that will offer you special deals and stuff at uh, certain restaurants or uh, other things on your way. Um, but uh, they they haven't really articulated a plan behind that. Uh, and they, in the spring, were talking up about how they uh, were going to uh, just drive up growth until they had uh, leverage and they had tons of money Tons of money. They had so much money uh, that they were totally going to be able to do that. Uh, they don't have that money. Uh, they uh, had a reverse stock split, which doesn't happen a lot. But yeah, based- you know that. Like, I think that gets you quite a bit of points in figure skating if you do a reverse stock split. But as far as <laughs> business goes, not so great. Yeah, it was the reverse stock split. They're basically the. the price of the stock of the parent company helios matheson a market research data tracking analytics firm um who bought movie pass uh a like year, a fool yeah they 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 their stock had gone so low that they were in danger of being delisted uh so they they reversed stock split so that it would increase the worth of the stock that remained um but uh, but but basically combining all the tiny tiny little fractions of pennies into <laughs> into uh, uh, an amount that wouldn't be delisted. Uh, however, uh, they are in danger of being delisted again, uh, and they might, oh my god they might be by the time this podcast is released because 
the value has continued to drop like a rock after this recent scandal of not being able to fulfill any uh, 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 tickets over the weekend. Uh, they had tried to combat uh, new releases that are popular by uh, offering up, uh, a, well, offering up, uh, charging a surcharge uh, so that uh, new movies were more expensive. Um, now, uh, there is uh, apparently an all-hands meeting yesterday that was, uh, according to people familiar with the matter, uh, according to Business Insider, uh, the, 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 they announced that they are not going to have any new movies um, at all. So the point of this whole platform is just becoming increasingly vague and weird. Uh, I pity anyone who paid for an annual subscription to the service because at the time it did not seem like this would ever be a thing that would work. And it definitely yeah. isn't. So you that money that's gone into an annual subscription is probably not going to survive the year that your annual subscription would have been worth. Uh, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Because, like, in the beginning, there was so much negativity uh, from, like, theaters and, and film people. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, filmmakers and things like that about the service. And I didn't understand uh, the the reason that there was so much sort of negativity and like this thing shouldn't exist and this that and the other and i imagine that those people are celebrating right now because movie pass is doing so poorly um and so i was like kind of rooting for the underdog uh until they started to do all the stuff that they've been doing like they there's a way to be an underdog and to struggle to continue to provide service and like try to be a good thing for your customers and then there's a bad way of doing it and movie pass has definitely taken the bad way with like misleading people and uh changing their policies without saying just like being blatant about the fact that like hey we are changing this this and this not because it's somehow like we do double speak here and try to figure out a way to make this sound like it's good for you, but because we can't afford this, this and this, but instead they're, yeah, they're just sort of, it feels like they've been lying for a long time to try and keep things afloat. And that's not the way to handle it. So I've been really, like I said, I've not been a movie pass subscriber, but I was always sort of in the beginning, at least we were rooting for you, Tiffany. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> Um, Reference acknowledged. Thank you. I, I was rooting for Movie Pass, and uh. they have let me down. And so I'm very, I'm just like, you know what? Okay, goodbye. Uh, I think that this needs to just go ahead and uh, uh, phase out gracefully before they sort of hurt anybody else. <sighs> um, yeah. No, I, I, I don't think there's any graceful ending for them. Uh, they are just gonna explode spectacularly uh but uh, oh and the amc program that i was mentioning before their subscription program they have 175,000 members so far uh uh-huh. as as movie pass is collapsing into a pile of nothingness uh their stock is apparently down 99.9 percent <laughs> if this tweet oh that i God. just saw is to be believed uh which is that's a lot of percent. 
That's uh, quite a bit of percent. Yeah, I'm no no mathematician, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're stuck no to Latin do that. Scholar. <laughs> no Latin scholar, but I think percent means out of 100. Um, mm-hmm. And so 99, just 99 on its own, that's like one away from 100. So when you start adding decimals to that, that gets even closer to 100. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it looks like their stock is at $1.17, maybe. Which is I can't even buy a, I don't know. Was, <laughs> I can't even buy a candy bar for that much. Yeah, it's it's not good. And that's not the lowest the stock has been, by the way. Last night and after hours trading, it went down to like eighty cents, and it's been lower than that. And before they did the reverse stock split, but anyway, they are they are <laughs> doomed. Uh, and uh, another another problem that they have um, is that uh, I would say that there's poor corporate communication about what is going on right now because if you go to the MoviePass Twitter account uh, the last tweet is from the 28th before the recent outage uh, and that is about the last outage that they were experiencing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what's really frustrating to me that they are just doing such a crap job of, of taking care of the thing that was at all keeping them afloat their customers and there were so many people like again that were rooting for them and i'm like their customers were uh many of them were gung-ho about the service and like wanted you know were going yeah let's you know this is great let's keep it going and so to just sort of like crap on all of those people is it's frustrating to me and um makes me sad but um i do want to point out like in talking about this company collapsing and things like that I obviously feel for all of the people, all the employees who work at the company and, and the stuff that they are having to deal with now, because that would not be fun watching sort of this uh, company crumble around you and not being able to have too much of a hand in f- trying to fix it. And so I I feel for those folks for sure. Yeah, I, I do not uh, cheer on the destruction of uh the the jobs of these people who work at the company who are right. powerless to actually do anything about it um this ceo and the cfo if you've ever read any of his interviews uh they're they're super bad um but uh, they are they are not doing well they need to be removed and replaced with somebody else because uh there is no reason that this company should be this volatile uh in this particular way it is not helpful to anyone who works there or is a customer uh and uh i i just think that it's going to result in the collapse uh completely of movie pass because whatever they announce in terms of plans it's just going to be a moment-to-moment thing yes i mean uh, how can you trust them i wouldn't be able to trust them as a customer like yeah, no <laughs> which is i think the primary reason why i've seen uh, and I know, as you have as well, anecdotally, a lot of people have canceled. It's just because they feel like they can't rely on the service. So what is the point of subscribing? Because a subscription is only worth subscribing to if you can rely on the subscription. <laughs> if you can't rely on the subscription, why are you subscribed to it? Uh, there's there's no particularly good reason for you to do that. Uh, like uh, Christine Chan, who works for iMore now, um, I've followed her since back in the day, and she had a, a very big spat uh, with with uh, them and said, I'm, I'm just going to leave and go do the AMC thing about a month ago. And she's like, I do not regret that. And it's like, yep, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, 
you know, uh, 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 Susie Oaks, who used to work at uh, IDG Macworld, um, she yesterday was a MoviePass uh, subscriber, but she went to go do the thing, and then she couldn't do the thing, and so she's like, what's the point? I'm going to leave. Um, and it's just like, that's, that's the thing is it's just like, if you open the app and you want to go see a movie and you can't go see a movie, why are you paying for this? I mean, that's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, any last thoughts on, on old movie pass and the way that it's let us all down? No, I, I, I feel like it, it might not exist by the time we're done with this conversation. So we should move on (laughs) to the next thing. Yes. Uh, moving on to the next thing. Do you want to talk about uh, an interesting acquisition that happened, I think, yesterday night? Uh, $117 mil- million in cash was handed over. Well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not exactly sure how it worked, but um, it Logitech. Obviously, com- a helicopter piloted by otters that was airdropping <laughs> cash. Yes, I love it. Uh, yeah, so the Logitech, the company that you probably know for making some cool keyboards and mice and, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone's favorite webcam, uh, they have purchased Blue Microphones, which is the company that makes the Yeti microphone, which is a popular one among podcasters, uh, the Snowball, which is unfortunately a popular one among like... Uh high school teachers who are teaching radio classes and things like that. Um, it's a very bad mic. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't buy the snowball. Um, no. as well as some other dealies. Uh, yeah, they have, uh, made, have made this purchase. And I think that this is smart for one big reason. And in fact, it's talked about in, uh, the article that, uh, Joe may link in the show notes from, from the verge, um, Logitech is as i mentioned well known they make the logitech i think it's like c920 or something like that it's sort of the go-to most well-known most used most purchased webcam for both podcasters and like streamers and with logitech's uh sort of dip into both webcamming or not dip but literal hands in both webcam stuff and uh keyboards and mice they often appeal to the gamer market and so gaming today is less about sort of having the best keyboard and mouse to do i don't know what you do in games uh shooting and stuff um they are also going to want to appeal to gamers who stream because that's the big thing now so if you can sort of package these things together you can have a really great mic a really great webcam and your keyboard with 12 macros for doing dances uh in fort Fortnite. um then yeah you're good you're good this makes Ch- sense checks notes um i know uh <laughs> yeah i i uh yeah i i think that you you are you are correct that uh this is uh, synergistic for all the twitch streaming uh stuff and aspirational twitch streaming cuz uh an aspirational podcasting cuz uh, one thing we don't mention about these these sorts of products is you can walk into a best buy and see blue yeti it's not that exclusive of a product uh and it's mainly stayed the same but with different colors in the case offered over the years 
So it's not something that has a tremendous amount of R&D behind it. There is no Blue Yeti 2. Um, there, there is just the Blue <laughs> Yeti. Uh, and with the, the recent uptick in uh, uh, very large, hairy animals that are on the internet, uh, I, I have to imagine that the Yeti is also going to see a surge from that. So it's a good business move in that regard. But <clears throat> the... Uh, sorry, Marco. But uh, the the important thing is that uh, Logitech will hollow out the company and and just sell the, the couple of things that they're known for, uh, as Logitech is uh, always doing with all the things that it acquires, like Ultimate Ears and I didn't know it owns things. Jaybird. Interesting. Jaybird makes some of the best, um, makes some of the best, like, in-ear workout headphones. I have heard that. Yeah, I've got a pair. They're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yes. So they, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Logitech just sort of buys the company, um, keeps whatever the current lineup of products is, hollows out everything in there, because um, that's not making them money, and uh, then just runs that into the ground. Uh, for Not into the ground. Well, okay, just keeps selling those things for years and years and years, uh, because they will make back whatever it was they spent on acquiring the company. Um, and they can also bundle it with other things as, as exactly. You said. That's going to be the big thing. I think you're going to get the bundle. You're going to have, uh, the streamer package and it's going to come with a Yeti blue microphone and probably the shock mount and a, uh, a, a Logitech C seven five zero pro or something that that has um that has all of the the four K web streaming and I'm on I haven't been to the Yeti website. Don't, don't forget the light up keyboard. And the light up keyboard. Are you a real gamer if you don't have a light up keyboard? The answer is no. Uh, I'll just go ahead and answer that for you. They I just went to the Yeti or sorry to the Blue website and. They are now selling, I wish I had this back back in the day when I was using a Yeti microphone. Um, one of the things with the Yeti microphone is that it is kind of a nightmare in how much it weighs. Um, and it's sort of cumbersome, awkward shape. And so you had to get this special... Uh, shock mount that's made for the Yeti. And then sometimes your boom arm would not do a very good job of holding up the microphone. There are all of these issues. Uh, and now they have this bundle called the Yeti Caster. And it is the, and I guess now this podcast is sponsored by Blue Microphones or something, because I was sitting here talking about this, but it is interesting. It comes with a boom arm and a shock mount and the uh, headset, which I think is pretty cool. I guess. I, I, I... I will be honest and say that I do not like uh, the Blue Yeti. Uh, I, I had bought one. Um, it was my, my very first podcasting mic. Um, and uh, I, I, I uh, did not enjoy uh, the amount of sounds that it would pick up from my very noisy apartment uh, because there were people around me. Uh, and this is a place that was built probably in the 30s. So it is just all creaking lathe and plaster uh, with with two apartment buildings on either side, uh, an alley in the back, and people coming up and down a stairway. So uh, if you can imagine trying to edit out every little background noise uh, that the Blue Yeti picks up, uh, it was it was not conducive to my well-being. Uh, and I, I much more recommend a dynamic mic like uh, the ATR2100 USB, 
uh, which I think uh, works much better for the same sort of thing where you don't need a special audio interface. You can just plug it in with USB. Although I have to say you do need a special audio interface if you have a new MacBook Pro because you have to get this <laughs> stupid dongle. But um, uh, anyway. Diddly uh, dang dongle. <laughs> stupid dongles. But uh, you'd have to get a dongle anyway for the, the, the Yeti. But uh, the, the Yeti's fine. In the right context, a lot of people really like it because uh, it can make a voice sound more full than um, a dynamic mic can because of the way that it works. So, whatever is a good acquisition for Logitech. Um, they will be very happy together uh, doing their things and their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for them. Good, mm-hmm. good for you. Uh, no, I do. I honestly genuinely think this is going to be um, a, a good thing for like all of them. Uh, we'll see how it ends up working uh, and sort of what the bundles will end up being. But I think that it's a, a pretty good pretty good deal here and um yeah you can check out more about that like straight from blue as they talked about the acquisition and what that means for the two companies um go logitech (laughs) Mm. uh but uh let's see is there anything else we want to wrap up on yeah um so there was, I thought this was kind of interesting, or maybe not, I don't know. Interesting might not be the right word, but it certainly was like a hmm moment. Uh, so I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, I love, I kind of like it whenever these leaks come out of uh, beta versions of iOS. And so Apple just yesterday, or just, I think it was, was it just yesterday? Yeah. Released uh, a new version of iOS 12 and it had... An image of what is probably the next iPods or AirPods charging case. iPods, interesting. Um, And so it's got this little tiny indicator LED light on the front of it. And uh, probably is the one that's going to have wireless charging built in. And of course, anytime Apple announces, you know, that they're going to be shipping a new product at some point, people are always combing through the the rumors and and. and looking through the software to try to find hints at whenever it might be coming. Um, and we think that we'll be getting this new charging case at the fall event, um, sort of just sort of as an after announcement, like, hey, by the way, we finally have the air power charging mat ready, and you can buy a case for your AirPods that lets you wirelessly charge. Um, and so there's just like the, the difference between the two cases, which if you already have a pair of AirPods, you'll have to buy separately. Ugh. Uh, is that it has a little uh, LED indicator light on the outside as opposed to on the inside where you can only see it when you flip up. So I don't think that it necessarily points to things coming any faster than they were or coming later than they were, but it is simply a sign that this is how this might look, especially if you were curious how you could tell if the device was charging whenever you laid it down on a charging mat. Yeah, makes sense. What do you yeah. do if you put it down on the, the other side, though? Oh, I wonder if it'll still charge. That's a good question. Because, see, that's the thing. Like, with wireless charging and the begin, Well, and again, I do quotes on that. I used to be super against it. Or not against it, but just annoyed I, with I, the I, terminology. I remember I was on the episodes. You were on the episode. <laughs> and you've probably listened to, uh, uh, probably clockwise, I've said it a hundred times oh, as well. so many times. <laughs> I was very big on how ridiculous uh, wireless charging was. 
And then I, my mind was changed and I was altered and I was opened up to a whole new world um, of appreciating wireless charging. And like the thing that makes wireless charging good in my mind is the sort of nonchalant uh, laissez-faire attitude you can have about charging a device where you just sort of flop it down on the, the charging mat. And so if I have to do... And of course, like this is so first world problemy of me, but like if I have to do too much thinking about how the thing needs to lay on the charging mat, then to me, it defeats the purpose and is not as elegant a solution. So yeah, if it's got to be on one side or the, or it won't charge, I don't know if I'm uh, big on that, but yeah, that's, um, that's that. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly uh have any interest in this airpods case but i know that it matters a lot for people who really like the airpods and everybody who has the airpods really likes the airpods i i just uh don't use the product uh because it doesn't fit my ear uh i use i use uh the the btex um which will not to my knowledge be receiving any wireless charging so uh i will continue to plug in a lightning ta- uh, table uh, lightning cable to it uh, and then just sort of precariously balance it on different surfaces so that the <laughs> weight of the cable doesn't drag it off of the edge of the table. Um, which I want a lightning table now. <laughs> man, that, well, that's, that's what AirPower was supposed to be, but uh, it, it, it hasn't shipped. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I do uh, oh, actually you know what, have... Oh, you know what, though? Uh, I, I bet... Um, who are those people that make all those docks that are like custom, like artisanally form fitted to oh. different Apple products? I bet someone is going to make a tiny little coffee table that's just the size of an air power mat. <laughs> oh my god! Tiny coffee table! I will buy it! <laughs> I don't know what is with me and tiny things, but last night I was scrolling, I want to say I was scrolling through Instagram and no, I think it was, ooh, I think it was Facebook. Um, yeah, like whenever I run out of other things to scroll through, then Facebook comes up and I know like that's Micah, it's just time to put your phone down and move on with life. But anyway, I didn't put my phone down and move on with life. I scrolled through Facebook and someone was throwing tiny pots and it was the coolest thing ever. They were making these tiny little uh, pottery pieces. Uh, so it was like you know, wide pots and then little thin artistic pots that you can't really put anything inside of. And they're just using their little thumbs and, uh, f- and four fingers to throw these little pots. And then they, they decorated them and they used a little, um, like butane torch to dry them. Oh, it made me want to have a tiny little pot thrower so that I could make tiny pots. They're so cute. When you first said throw tiny pots, I was envisioning something entirely different. <laughs> Wait, like throwing them across the room or something? Yeah, but also like tiny, tiny little like kitchen pots. Like, because uh, oh. if you've ever seen um, there, there's a, I don't know, some horrible series of like tiny kitchen stuff. Uh, uh, my boyfriend found the series one time and he was very enamored to show it to me. And I was like, this is awful. Like, I, I can't, I can't tolerate this. Wait, you mean like when they make tiny cakes and things? Yes. Like teeny. That's the opposite of awful. I I love those. Oh God, it's so pointless. No, it's so fun. No. Okay. It is pointless, but it is. (laughs) I I, I agree. Like lot, the, the, uh, Vulcan side of me is very, 
what the heck are you watching and why do you care about this? But whatever side thinks that things are adorable and sweet when they're small is like, I don't care, Vulcan. Shut up right now. I'm enjoying this. <sighs> okay. Well, on on that note, on that No, tiny... wait. I have one last thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is very important. Um, no, it's not. It's not all that important, but it's kind of important. And I actually I talked about this about 15 days ago, but um, I for so long have been uh, a negative Nancy or a negative Norman about the the koala. Um, <laughs> koalas are these sweet marsupial creatures who can only eat um, eucalyptus. And so for one thing, because they're constantly eating eucalyptus, their body sort of like puts out a not great scent. Um, they also are dealing with a, a chlamydia epidemic. That means that they're like constantly spreading chlamydia among each other. And also um, in the past, I would encourage people to look up videos of koalas fighting because the sound that they make when they growl is inhuman and terrifying. Um, that part remains true, but the rest of it, it's important for me to note and to point out that I have been so down on koalas and mean to koalas, and at the very least, we should feel sort of bad for them um, because we are the reason that koalas are fighting chlamydia and why they have this terrible smell. Um, they can only subsist on like certain types of eucalyptus. And like I said, they are not very resistant to chlamydia and it keeps spreading. And that's because we've cut down so many trees that it's forced them into these tiny little populations where they're only able to basically um, breed with each other. And so there's no variety getting added to their gene pool. So it just keeps breeding koalas that can only eat certain varieties of eucalyptus and continue to not have um, sort of natural resistance to chlamydia. So it's really not their fault that they are prone to spreading chlamydia and not their fault that they smell the way that they do because they can only eat eucalyptus because their gene pool is so small and there's no variation being added. Um, so, yeah. They are sort of being forced to kill themselves off and making themselves less, um, what is the word, uh, evolutionarily fit uh, to continue their existence. And that's because of us. And so I will no longer be saying bad things. I will no longer be defaming koalas because really I should be defaming humans for ruining this poor, poor creature. Thank you for my time. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. No, I hadn't expected that conversation. But yes, um, it is It is sad. Deforestation uh, and habitat uh, destruction is, is, is a sad thing. But uh, it's really Australia's problem. So go, go sort that out, Australia. <laughs> get it figured out mm -hmm. you know yeah the the tourism board there is huge and very powerful and koalas are one of the things that they very much hype um and so people like people don't necessarily know all of the bad things that are going on with koalas because australia is a bit protective of the koala and is you know trying to 
make sure that people get excited and like want to come to the country to see the koalas and other animals that live there. Uh, so it's, it's interesting in some countries where tourism is very important for their GDP, how powerful the tourism board can be and how, how much they can shape laws and uh, other, other stuff that goes on in the country. And Australia is definitely one of those places. It's like, sort of they're sort of like the mafia or something like you, you don't you don't step on the toes of the of the um of the tourism board or else uh-huh you'll get a big old hunk of eucalyptus in your bed well wh- okay so you don't like koalas but what is no, your i lo- i do they're fine they're uh-huh. sweet those poor baby creatures okay what's your favorite marsupial um Okay, I think I let me see list of marsupials because I only know of kangaroos and uh, koalas. Oh my god, a wombat is a marsupial. <gasps> okay, definitely not a possum. Um, no, god no. There's th- those those poor babies. They are also misunderstood, but uh, definitely a wombat. Wombat is my favorite marsupial. What about you, Quaka? Aha. Uh-huh. Q U O K K A. Q-U-O-K-K-A. <gasps> oh. Yeah, just look at that face. Oh, my God. It's so... I want one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one that's, like, hugging. <gasps> oh, it's so smiley. Mm-hmm. Okay, I changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just want to be around one. Oh, look at its little tongue. Okay, yeah. Quaka, oh my god, look at this cute baby sweet creature. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, cool, awesome. Okay, well, on that happier note than <laughs> chlamydia food diet issues, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Go, go, go Google Quakas, everybody. Go Google Quaka and look at their sweet smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll make your day. <laughs>